This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. All right, listen to this. This is episode 400. Can you believe it? I cannot believe it. It's crazy. It feels really amazing to have had so many conversations with people, so many really meaningful, heart-opening, eye-opening conversations with people, to have been able to consider some really big ideas out loud with you, and to listen to what it is that you, my audience, want, and be able to find people and source ideas that are going to serve you and really help you. And I went into creating this podcast during the time where I launched our book, Plan Simple Meals. I honestly thought I was going to do it for a couple months as a way to um, really be in that process of, of a book tour and what I was learning and giving back some of the things that were in the book as audio and interviewing a lot of the people whose um, wisdom went into the book. And I just haven't looked back. It's such a fun and integral part of every week. I've enjoyed all the conversations that I get to have. I've just enjoyed this way of thinking about information and how to give it back out. Like, I just love it. And it's, it's just amazing. I'm just, I'm amazed. I'm amazed that we're at episode 400. So thank you so much for being a listener because, because that we have listeners is why I keep going. I, I guess maybe I would just do it. No, I wouldn't. That's not true. I, I do this to be helpful. So I'm so grateful that you're here listening. In celebration of episode 400, if you want to think about sharing this with a friend, we would always appreciate that. You know that. And if you have never written a review, this could be an awesome opportunity to do that. So I was thinking a lot about this episode and we're going to have two episodes back to back this week and episode what will be 401 is kind of actually a hard episode, a beautiful, beautifully hard episode. And so I've been thinking about this series of episodes that I've wanted to record for quite some time now and I just haven't sat down and really figured out all the things I was going to say and I have just had this week of... um mothering and being there for a child that is currently around the world. (laughs) And it was a really hard circumstance. And there was a lot of choices involved in helping her through it. And I've really challenged 
my understanding of what it is that I'm going to share about today. I've, I've really, I feel like I've like really deeply understood at an even more cellular level why everything I'm going to talk about today is so important. And so I'm really glad that I'm recording this today and, and didn't do it a month ago when I first had the idea, which sometimes happens to us. So again, this is going to be part of a five-part series. We will label that very well in the titles so that you can see it. But the what I wanted to do was I wanted to create an episode on each of the five steps of the flow planning process. So when I show this in a slide, and by the way, we'll put this into Instagram. So if you're listening to this, go searching through Instagram. It'll be right at the top if you're listening to this in real time. But look for the donut, <laughs> the donut on a white background with some really bright colors in it. All right. You'll know it when you see it. And but I'm going to try to explain it to you so you can understand. So I show this visual all the time. And maybe you've seen it if you've been on one of our workshops. It's a donut and it's divided into five parts. It's like a donut graph. It's not really a donut. <laughs> it's like the shape of a donut. And it's divided into five equal segments. And the segments are the steps of the flow planning process. And we use the flow planning process to, in Flow 365, we use it to cast a three-year plan, our 90-day goals, um, a monthly goal, like how that's going to flow forward, how your 90-day goal is going to flow forward into the month. We use it to plan each day, each week, to plan a project. Like this is the lens that we're always looking through when we're making a plan. And the thing I want to say about planning, in case you haven't heard me say this before, is that all planning is, is it's just about making choices in advance. And one of the reasons why I'm really grateful for sharpening this muscle in my planning process is this past week, which was very intense, was a series of a lot of choices we had to make. And if I hadn't started with this step and been reminded by all my lovely people in my life to come back to this step, I just feel like we would be in a very different situation right now. At least I would be in a very different situation right now. And so this one is really important. So there's this donut divided into five equal parts. And it's what I always show on workshops. And what I've seen in the past month, actually, and as I, as I talk people through it, as I'm like, oh, even though we put it as five equal parts, because you need all these parts really to be able to do the last step, which is follow through, they're not all equal. And this first one I'm going to talk about today, I would say the more space this takes up in my circular donut, the better I become at following through. And so I'll show this a little bit in that Instagram slide. So go look for it. But it's a really important one. And I think it's the easiest one to skip over. It's the easiest one to not make time for. And it's by far the way that we can promise we can fulfill the promises that we make to ourselves. That's the way I'm going to say it today. Okay. So the five parts of this donut shaped circle, the five steps of the flow planning process are center, which is what we'll talk about today. Vision, decide, schedule, and follow through. And they're each going to have, we're going to have a discussion about each one of them. I may like refer a little bit to each one as we're talking, but Here's the thing. A lot of us spend a lot of our time in one of the two buckets that's not center and vision. 
So a lot of us spend time either in deciding and and can kind of get stuck there a little bit. Like this is list making, um, writing lots of to-do lists, not necessarily being able to follow through on them. And there's definitely some people who are, are good at calendaring. And so scheduling is good. And the things that are being scheduled are, you know, all the things like all the work meetings and uh, kids soccer games and even maybe some self-care things, but they're all happening over in the schedule. And so what we want to do is we want to infuse the part where we're actually deciding what we're doing and then scheduling it with, we want to be coming from this centered place. And then we want to create a vision before we get to that part. So again, I'm going to get to the vision in the next episode, but today I want to talk about being centered. And the reason that I'm quite passionate about this right at the second as I'm pressing record is that this week as I was dealing with this what felt like a really impossible circumstance for pretty much four straight days. And because we were dealing with a situation around the world, it was happening all through the night for four days. (laughs) So I've, I've been feeling pretty depleted this week. And what we were doing is we were making decisions, a lot of decisions really quickly. And I wouldn't have been able to make those decisions if I didn't take this time to center. And I don't know if I would have known how to center and decide so quickly if I hadn't been strengthening that muscle through the planning process, which I do all the time and which we do all the time around here. It's really, really helpful. Okay. So again, when we're making choices, so we're, when we're getting to that point of decision-making, of scheduling, we want to be making choices from a centered, aligned, balanced energy. And when we're making a choice from that energy, we literally choose different things than we would choose if we're coming from fear, frustration, maybe even sadness, Fear and frustration feel like really big overwhelm. Overwhelm is a big one, right? So if I've taken even five seconds to center, even if I'm feeling super overwhelmed, which I can tell you, I was really overwhelmed <laughs> for this whole thing that was going down. I was really overwhelmed, but I I kept taking little moments to get centered. Often I was needing to be reminded. I'm going to be totally honest about that. My husband was so great. (laughs) And, um, I have, I surround myself by mentors who were amazing and I kept allowing myself to get back to center and we can do this. Like the gift of planning, the, the, the gift of making choices in advance, which is what planning is, is that we have time and space to get centered. So we don't have to be swimming in overwhelm and sit down and meal plan. We don't have to be like swimming in fear that we're not going to hit our quarterly numbers and make the next quarter plan. We can pause, even if it's just for 15 minutes, and come to a place of center. So the other thing about center is what it really is, is it's we're tapping into our intuition instead of listening to all the noise. So it's like, making choices from your center, it can feel so hard. And again, I'm feeling very connected to this right now. 
It can feel so hard and kind of sometimes almost like you must have just made the biggest mistake, but there's this piece of it that feels so right and we have to trust that. And literally the choices that you make from this energy, from your intuition are very different than if you're getting a lot of input from someone outside of you, from news, from social media, um, from just your upbringing. Often we bring a lot of our conditioning to making choices, whether no matter what it's about, right? How we're, how we're eating dinner, how we're exercising, whether it's okay to get rid of stuff when we're decluttering. All of these are part of the planning we do around here, right? All right. So I'm hoping this makes sense. So planning is just deciding in advance. And when we're making choices, we make different choices from a feeling of feeling centered because we can access our, our center and our intuition than we do when we're feeling frazzled, overwhelmed, frustrated, fearful. And we usually in the long run feel much better about those choices. Now, sometimes they aren't the easiest decision. Like if we're, if we're talking about big things, like even what I was experiencing this week, like sometimes those, those right choices don't feel easy in the moment, but they feel so great when they land. And so we start practicing in little ways. And so what I thought I would do is I would use this episode to just go through some of the ways that I think about when I'm thinking about getting centered in different scenarios. So basically, again, I we use this, we go through this five-step process, center, vision, decide, schedule, follow through. Over and over and over, we do this. This is how the, the flow planner works. This is how we work in Flow 365 when I'm coaching people. This is how I take people through any planning session, like Make December Matter, which I hope that you are coming to. So this is how this is the process that we go through for everything. But the thing is, is that some things are bigger. So like three years, take like if you're thinking about planning, making a three-year plan, let's say for your business, getting centered on that might look different and maybe take more time or need to go deeper than getting centered before planning a day. Does this make sense? So so it's kind of like a an accordion, like you match it. So time is one of the ways that that looks at how how you need to get centered. But also so is obstacles. Let's let's say it that way, or or the the hardness that something feels. So for example, you know, if you have never let go of things in your life and you make a decluttering project, that might feel really huge to somebody who's never let go of things. And to somebody else, that same project might feel a lot less. So I don't think anyone should not center before planning a project, but for a person who feels like that's a huge deal, their centering would take longer or be more in depth. It might look like, you know, really journaling, healing old patterns. It might involve a actual healer. Um, it could, you know, it's, it's just a more in-depth process, whereas somebody else could take three breaths because it's not for them, right? Same with entrepreneurship and building a business. For some people, there are certain aspects that come super easy. You know, maybe it's like 
like for example, for myself, technology comes super easy because my background is as a designer. I've always lived in technology. I'm married to a tech person. And so technology does not stress me out. But money mindset, well, that's another story. I've done a lot of centering work around that. And this is where when we're looking at that donut of equal shape, that often we need to do a lot more centering than we allow ourselves to. And that really shifts the outcome in a way that just diving in and getting to work doesn't always, it doesn't always work that way because it becomes a push. It's like we're pushing against something instead of really letting ourselves be pulled towards something. So the, 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 action of centering ourselves really helps us to be pulled toward an outcome instead of always feeling like we're pushing this boulder up a hill. Does that make sense? So again, it's like how something affects us is is one way where we decide how much centering we need or also the length can can associate that. Like I'll give you an example when when we're in flow 365, which is our our year-long program, um which, by the way, doors open soon. It's so good. <laughs> um, but what we do in there is we plan a lot. We plan a lot and we practice planning and we practice following through. We do all the things. It's all about really following through on the life that you most want. And um, every 90 days, we we make it, we cast another 90-day goal. And when we're starting that process, we start with a pretty big centering process. Pro- process. I would say a third of our retreat for casting a 90-day goal is around centering. And then we make the plan because 90 days is is a big amount of time. It's a big choice to make. Whereas, and so what that might look like in this example is a, a meditation and we we center sometimes in small groups with gratitude. Um, we get centered by really um, coming to terms and closure on what was before. So there's lots of ways we center before we make any new choices. And again, it, in time-wise, it takes quite a bit of the time of of the planning for the next season, which is really always interesting to me how meaningful that part is. And then when I'm you know, myself planning my day, I might take three deep breaths, like really pause, it might take me all of 30 seconds to pause and take these breaths. And then I'm in a new place to make choices for the day that's ahead. Does that make sense? Okay. So let's get into a couple ways that we can center and plan. And I'm also going to share a little bit how I build them in or how they are built in in different scenarios. So the first one that I've already mentioned is gratitude. And when we can get into an energy of gratitude, we're just really lifting our vibration. And when we're like really doing it, like, you know, not not in the way of like, we're thinking of like all the things we almost should be grateful for, right? Like, oh, I have this and I have this and I have this. And that's a little bit from outside of ourselves. But when we can really be in gratitude, and a lot of times what that looks like is looking out the window and just seeing what you see and what you're so grateful is right out your window. So to see how that's a little bit different than like the other way works too, but but just being able to keep it really simple. And we actually start the today page in the flow planner. Um, that's the first question is what are you grateful for? Because it's a very centering question. Um, we do this in 
in Flow 365 and our live groups every Friday when we plan, we also start with um, gratitude and just like almost like a great brag about our week, you know, something that's really exciting, something that we followed through on or that happened and that we're grateful for. And we go, we, we all share, it's like popcorn style. And it's cool. Like, cause that's the, then we're planning our week. Right. So when I'm planning my day, when each person's planning their day, we're alone with our planner being grateful for what's outside our window. When we come together as a group to plan our next week, it's like when multiple people share and multiple people are grateful, then all of a sudden it's like you take on, if you had a slightly not great week, you get to take in everyone else's gratitudes. You get to really take it all in. And sometimes people will show up and be like, I'm just so grateful I showed up. Right. And then if you're feeling like, oh my God, me too. Right. Or someone will say, you know, I'm so grateful that I actually finished this thing. And somebody else will be like, oh my gosh, me too. Or I'm just so happy for them. And so we're really lifting how we feel and then going into making choices. Does that make sense? So that's gratitude. Super helpful tool can literally take 30 seconds. Because I live in planner world, a lot of times I'm talking about writing it down. But on Friday, we're speaking it out. And I think you can just close your eyes and feel grateful, put your hand on your heart. Like it really doesn't have to take long. And just watch how that shifts and brings you into presence and how that centers you. And then how things are different, like how you might decide differently what's for dinner or whether you're going to this place for your Christmas holiday or, you know, whether that's the right match or whether you're going to build your email list or launch a course, right? Like, so we get to make all these choices from this place of, of deep gratitude. All right. A second way that I, I think I mentioned as well too, is breath, breathing, different breath works. Um, and really what breath does, I think, is it just makes us pause for a minute. It, get, again, just like gratitude, brings us into presence. And it can look like one really deep breath, right? Like one deep breath to plan my day. It can look like one big deep breath to plan a whole project, right? Because it might feel easeful to you to plan this project. It might be three breaths because it feels a little bit harder. One of my favorite breaths is the box breath, which is that you breathe in to the count of four, you hold for the count of four, you breathe out for the count of four, and then you hold that out breath for the count of four, and then you start over. And I just always, you know, draw my finger literally around a box to do it. And I've been doing this for a long time. I think I first heard about it in yoga, but then I was, I think Brene Brown talks a lot about it in one of her books. And she was really struck by it because the same breath was shared with her as the secret behind some of the greatest like spiritual leaders, as well as like Navy SEALs use it. So it really is a very calming breath. So, you know, again, each one is only what, four times four, 16. Let's see if I can get my math right. <laughs> so 16 seconds and you could do 10 of them, right? And it's like not that much time and you can feel so centered after that. And then there's longer breath practices. So 
we have a whole bunch of like 10 and 15 minute ones um, in our library. And we often offer like a live class where breath work is involved. And so in our Inflow 365, we have um, monthly OM and a lot of time that has breath work in it. So you can literally breathe for 30 seconds or you can do a more formalized practice. You can go go Google or look on YouTube. And I'm sure there's so many breathwork practitioners and you could use that as a way to get centered, any version of that. Okay. The third way that I use to get centered and I find is really helpful to get centered is writing. So writing things out. And writing is definitely really helpful. <laughs> um at all levels because it allows us to get things out of our head and onto paper. And just the act of doing that can be really helpful. Often we get stuck with like, well, what do we do with this thing we've just written? How is this helping us? But I believe, and we call it a brain dump in in, in my world, <laughs> um, in the flow planner, but one of the, I just fully believe in the brain dump almost as like, if you think of it when you empty out a closet, right? So think if you're going to go clean out your closet and you empty out your closet and all the clothes might even be in a stack on your on your bed and you have to do something with them. But when you look at that empty closet, there's just so much possibility of what could be in there. Then you turn around and you see the clothes and you have to figure out what to do with them. But what we're interested in is that moment of possibility, that centered. Does that make sense? So just even setting a timer for 10 minutes and writing out all the things that are in your brain, not as a to-do list, but as a tool to just really be empty. Sometimes I journal. I'm not a daily journaler. I probably for five years of my life wrote morning pages every single morning, which is three pages of um, journaling um, from the from Julia Cameron's Artist Way. It's one of her tools. And I did that for a very long time. I was very um, deliberate about it. And then at some point, I don't even remember when, I stopped. And it's been okay since. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I should try that again for 90 days. But I go into seasons. Actually, the holiday season is one of my big journaling seasons, one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about slowing down in December is that I find that I write really important things in that month. And, and journaling is a really important tool in that month. So I tend to journal for bigger things. And that's a really helpful tool to feel centered. Um, and again, it's less about what you do with the writing and more about this idea of like, you've gotten it all out. That's usually what feels centering. All right, meditation, that's another one. So meditation is a great way to get centered. And you can also go look on YouTube. You can download a myriad of apps. I use Insight Timer. And if you have five minutes, you can listen to a meditation. If you have 10 minutes, 15 minutes, like you you can decide what scale you need. Um, you can just sit quietly, which some people like and some people don't. Recently, I was tipped off by... Um, Julie Hannon, who teaches actually in Flow 365. She's our resident shaman, um, but I'm also doing some work with her. I was tipped off on Joe Dispenza's walking meditation. So like you don't even have to sit still <laughs> to get the results of meditation. Um, sometimes I like silence. Sometimes I just close my eyes for five minutes. And sometimes I find those apps are helpful because if I'm 
noticing that what's coming in is stress around um, like the season or anxiety or something around my money mindset or something around self-confidence. You can go in on those topics and you can find meditations specifically um, that might help you with exactly what you're going through. So I use that as a tool quite often when I'm having a hard, like I've tried some of the other things and I am not getting centered. I actually have a meditation practice in full disclosure that I do do pretty much almost every day. Um, But I, I keep going back for more if I'm having a hard time getting centered. All right. Movement can be really centering for many of us. And so that could look like a walk around the block. It could look just to clear your head, or maybe you're somebody who really needs to process things through your body. And so it looks different. Like you have to go run, you have to go sprint, you have to go boxing, you know, whatever it is, but maybe it's movement, dance, like just turning on one song and doing a dance before sitting down to plan. That's one of my favorites. I actually often, um, tell people to do that before meal planning because it really it's turning on a song and dancing really connects you with your body. So if planning meals is something that feels stressful um, and like a lot of work, sometimes if we we're just, this is the piece that's missing, this centering piece. And if you're really connected to your body, you can just be like, oh yeah, this is what I'm doing. Da, 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 right? It becomes less about being outside of ourselves and bringing together all these cookbooks. (laughs) It becomes more about nourishing ourselves because we're really connected to our body. That's how we've centered before the act of, of meal planning. Does that make sense? Okay. Next one is nourishment, right? So it's funny. I was just talking about meal planning because I really do believe that what we put in our body can take us in and out of our center. And I'm not really just talking about when I say nourishment, I'm not just talking about food. I'm really talking about how we treat our body. So, you know, whether this is food or hydration and rest, right? So we make better, more centered choices when we're rested. And actually, that was one of the things that I was really coming up against this week is that I was really tired because we were helping our daughter like pretty much through the night for four days. So it's interesting, like rest really messes with how you make choices and how you can think about it. And so, you know, whether it's that you solve for that, or in my case, I actually pulled on a lot of the other tools because I literally physically could, I couldn't rest, but rest is a big one when we're tired and just exhausted which I know a lot of listeners relate to, (laughs) that feeling of exhaustion, it's hard to make good choices. And see how like, I'm, I'm hoping you're noticing so far, all these things like journaling, meditation, moving our bodies, eating well, sleeping, remembering to have water, taking time out to breathe, or any of this, These are often things that like they're on our self-care list. We we know that we need to do them. And yet in the, the way that we decide what we're doing in a day right now, maybe this is true for you, maybe this isn't, but this is definitely what came up for me and I see all the time, is that 
they, they start to feel like to-dos in themselves. But when we start to put them as like the thing that actually helps us to do the rest of things, they're not to-dos. They're like a really integral part to being able to follow through on anything, whether it's a proposal we're writing or a a book we're trying to write or a talk we're trying to give or a home we're trying to declutter or an issue that we're trying to solve with someone we love. Like all of it needs these pieces. These pieces are not extra. They're not to-dos. They're like a part of the follow-through. And I think that's really, really, really what's so important. So the last one I'm going to share is talking it out. Um, often, I think that it's it's hard sometimes to get centered all on our own. So I'll even use an example from my week. Like I was actually having a really hard time getting centered and I was having to make some really big choices. And actually, while all this personal stuff was going on, it also happens to be one of our busiest times around here. And there was lots of choices needing to be made. And most of those I had to put on holds, like, because that's another thing. If you can't get centered, you don't have to make choices. So I'll say that as well. (laughs) And I did a lot of that this week. I put some things on holds because I knew I wasn't going to make the correct choice from the energy that I was in around work because I was all focused on this one situation. So we can talk it out um, with somebody. We can process things out loud. You can talk to yourself, right? Like you can literally pace in a room and talk to yourself. But I also really help have found it helpful to talk it out with coaches and healers um, and practitioners and be getting a different kind of centered feedback. Now, I you want we want to make sure that we're talking it out either with ourselves or with somebody who can really help center us. So it's different with talking it out with someone who's actually triggering to us. So an important part about talking it out as a centering activity is that we're doing it with someone who actually centers us, if that makes sense. But processing something out loud is a great way to um, get centered. And then I, I talked about how often there's bigger things, like there's bigger things behind things we're planning for. So if I'm planning, for example, a launch for my business and I have a lot of money mindset things coming up, I might need to process that out loud with someone who can do that. If I am about to go on stage and my whole body is clenched up and I don't understand why, I might need to process that out loud to even be able to be centered, to even get to the point where I can get on the stage. Does this make sense? So we want to make sure. And and if we're thinking about this project, if we're thinking about how to get on stage, how to write a TED Talk, let's say, or... Um, how to do a launch or how to declutter our whole house or how to get healthy again. And we have trauma or mindset blocks around some piece that's really important for us to be able to, to implement into our lives, to put into our steps. We need to spend time getting centered around it. So there's like this part of getting centered that's coming into the plan. And then as I 
it's harder to say on a podcast, but I can show often in a picture, but kind of imagine it like a spiral staircase. We're consistently going around this circle. So when you're making a plan for something that feels really big to you, or there's some mindset trauma stuff around, you might plan to keep processing it as you're doing it, right? So that that you're you keep going around this circle, you keep redeciding and recentering and revisioning and all the things. Does that make sense? So talking it out. So so far, what I've shared is that a few ways to get centered before you plan are gratitude, breath, writing, meditation, movement, nourishment, and talking it out. And I hope that that's just really helpful for you. And I hope that this idea of getting centered is helpful. And just remember it, like remember it when you sit down and you're thinking about your week or when you sit down to even think about what you're doing for your day or what you're going to eat, or even when you're thinking about, okay, it's three o'clock and I have to figure out how to go pick this person up here, pick that person up here, get dinner on the table. And we can go into this really frantic energy, but instead remember this, remember to center. Because again, all you're doing, if you're home and you're thinking about these things that you need to do in the afternoon, you're making just a quick plan for what's going to happen in the afternoon, even if it's just in your head. And so you just want to keep bringing it back to this process of center, all right? And the next step is visioning, because after we center, then we imagine the outcome. So I'll give you that little tip now, <laughs> all right? So I'll see you on the next episode. And again, keep looking for this series, because next up will be vision. And thank you so much for being part of this, by the way, for however many episodes you've been around, right? We're at 400. And I just want to say that one more time. That's so super exciting to me. 400 episodes. Um, and I hope that you take what you've heard today and you implement even some small piece of it. And as always, I would love to hear from you. You can always reach out. Instagram is probably the best way to do that. Or if you're on our email list, you can respond to any email. You'll be getting a lot of those right now if you're listening to this in real time because Make December Matter is coming up and it is my favorite event of all time. And we do a lot of these exercises actually in Make December Matter. So if you're like, I don't really understand how all this works, just show up and I'll show you. It's a free event. It's four and a half hours. The promise is that you will have planned your December. And if you don't get it all done in those four hours, you'll know exactly what to do uh, the next day to finish it up. And it's really fun and it's really impactful. And the reason I do it right then, right now in November is because I find that December is a time when we can all throw in the towel, but we don't have to. It can be wonderful and it can be centering and grounding and healthy and all the things. And it just really helps to have this plan. And you'll see all of what I talked about today in action because we will most definitely start off our time together getting centered. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, 
head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart, and have a great day.